And joining me right now here on the phone line to recap Super Bowl 58 as the Chiefs get it done again in overtime. This guy does a great job with Sumer Sports. His name is Eric Eager. Eric, how you doing today? Mark, I'm doing great. Uh can't believe this Chiefs team in particular uh, was able to win the Super Bowl. It felt, uh, you know, 2018 Patriots-esque, if you will. How did they get it done, especially in that second half in overtime? Well, they, they kind of continued what they've done kind of the whole year. Since December 3rd, they hadn't given up more than a touchdown uh, in the second half of any game. Um, that has been their calling card. They only gave up 41 points. You know, to a tongue of Iloa led the league in passing yards. They gave up seven to him. You know, Josh Allen was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in football, more than 40 touchdowns this year. They gave up 24 to him. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson, obviously the MVP of the league, they give up 10 to him. You know, I think giving up 19 in regulation to that, uh, that 49ers team was incredible. Uh, the Niners certainly outplayed Kansas City in the first half of that game. Uh, probably deserved to be up by much more. Uh, so then when you went into halftime, you're like, I think that this is, uh, you know, I think that the Chiefs probably have this one given how good Spags can adjust at halftime and, you know, how close this game is. And then Mahomes comes out, throws an interception. Uh, they, they have a couple short fields or defenses even give up first down. Uh, and so it really was Spagnolo and then, I think you know, Patrick Mahomes did exactly what he needed to do at the end to make a mistake this defense a Super Bowl. You and me have talked over the years about defense in general, how it's it's a very offensive-friendly league now. But did this run by the Chiefs prove, hey, you could still play championship defense and win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, there's only been one quarterback in the NFL that's won a Super Bowl with a cap hit of over – 14% Patrick Mahomes the last two years has done it. Uh, this is the first time in NFL history that the quarterback who carries the biggest cap hit for his, or carries the biggest cap hit in the league wins the Super Bowl. For to do that, you need to have a team building strategy that's flexible, right? And this team, you know, off the heels of losing to the Bengals in the 2021 AFC Championship game, decided that they were going to trade one of their best players, one of the best players in the league, in Tyree Hill, uh, and they, you know, ultimately were better for it because they were able to take the five draft picks that they got for the Hill trade. They were able to go in and uh, build a defense. Six starters from that 2022 draft alone, eight from the three you know years 2021 to 2023, and now they have a defense that's not only not only good but young uh, and and a you know difference making group. And so everybody spends the whole year complaining about you know the offense, the the wide receivers, and everything. And, you know, the defense that helps to them, Patrick Mahomes, if he just made a couple plays, uh, was going to be able to, you know, guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, guys like McCole Hardman, who had been you know, thought of as players that held this team back, you know, obviously were, were, were shining lights yesterday with the touchdowns for them. But it was very much a defensive game, and it was very much a defensive season for a team that had decided that they were not going to be as tough on offense anymore. We're here, Derek Eager, Sumer Sports. Okay, what's the controversy with overtime with Shanahan? Because I'm like, both teams got the ball, but why is there still a controversy today? Well, I think that the one thing was it wasn't clear, actually, is that all of the Niners players knew that there was a rule change. So, like Kyle Juszczyk said, he just thought the overtime rules were the same as always, which 
that doesn't look great if you're Shanahan. Um, but there, you know, some people have done the math and said, you know, look, it's basically a 50-50 proposition. You take the ball or don't take the ball at the beginning because you can volley back and forth. The Chiefs are reportedly going to kick if they would have gotten, you know, won the toss. And, you know, I think that that makes sense for them because the Chiefs offense has been kind of one of those teams that has been, you know, a little stagnant all year, but they've done a good job when like kind of knowing what they need, if that makes sense. Uh, so they, they knew they, they needed a field goal to tie and a touchdown to win. Uh, they were probably going to go for two had they needed a touchdown to tie or a touchdown to win. Uh, and, and so if you're Shanahan, you think, okay, you, know, you, you give the ball to the Chiefs. The Chiefs now know that they need four downs. They had, a, they had a fourth down backed up. They'd probably punt that if it's the first possession of the game. So I think a lot of people just looked at that Shanahan decision and said, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to sort of like back, um, you know, the, the, basically the, the way in which, uh, you know, they, they went about overtime because of this sort of unique thing that Patrick Mahomes is, which is kind of like running just fast enough to beat the defense. Both teams got the ball. So they both had chances. My question for you is, and I know you love the Chiefs. That's your team. And it's always been your team. When it was fourth and one in overtime and Mahomes had the ball, didn't you believe in your heart he was going to go pick up that first down? I did, but look, like when you're a fan of a team, you see all the flaws too. And like third and fourth and one to this team has been the moon. I mean, you remember in the, in the first, no, the beginning of the second half where they threw the ball to Kelsey's tackle. They probably got the first down. They don't challenge. They call a timeout. They come out and run a dive play and Pacheco short and they have to punt. And you're just like, that's happened way too much for an offense that has the best player in the whole league on it. So I agree with you in a, to an extent, yes, that I, I thought it, but, um, but this year short yardage has been a really tough road to hoe for that team. Are you surprised the Chiefs won this game or you're like, yeah, this is the norm now for Chiefs kingdom? Uh, I was, Less scared of this 49ers team than I was of the 2019 version. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that they were less deep. I thought that they had more weaknesses. Um, but their top end stuff was great. And the, and the, you know, Jawan Jennings shows that they still have some pretty good depth. Um, I also thought that the Niners were more hungry because if you look at like their cap situation and everything, like I don't know when they're going to win a Super Bowl now that they haven't won this one. Uh, whereas obviously Kansas City is sort of always playing with house money when you win as often as they do. So I think that they were a little looser. They didn't play that way. Uh, but that's what I thought that they were going to play early uh, in the game. Um, when they threw the interception at the beginning of the, the first, the first round of the second half, I thought that this, the game was over. Um, luckily, Spagnolo has been just phenomenal. Uh, not good enough for Tony Romo to get his name right, but a really uh, phenomenal defensive coordinator for this team. You do a great job with analytics for the NFL. What about all the field goal kicks that were made in this game? It, it was just automatic, 50-plus. What did you think? Yeah, the, well, that was where the prop betting was. So, like, if you looked at our our, our playoff, our uh, big game breakdown at Sumer Sports, you can still go and download it. I think it's really cool uh, with all the stats. But we had prop bets. We had three prop bets that I think were interesting. We had Tommy Townsend, longest punt, over 54-and-a-half yards. Um, you know, they had played outdoors every single playoff game so far. So his numbers are kind of skewed Yeah, in that stadium. He hit like a 62 yarder on his second one. It's pretty easy. 
But then also both field goal kickers to go over one and a half field goals was a, was a prop bet that we gave out um, because of exactly what you're you know describing. The Chiefs were a very good team at stopping points this year, but they weren't actually that good at stopping successful plays, if that makes sense. And you saw that the whole game, like the Niners could move the ball, yeah. but ultimately when it came down to can you, make, can you execute 15 good plays in a row against the Chiefs, the answer is no. And they don't give up big plays. They, you know, they never gave up that many explosives last night. And so they, um, you know, for the most part, uh, were able to limit the Niners to field goals. And then the Chiefs have always been a team that struggled in the red zone this year. They, I think this is the crazy part about this season is that they're going to go out the offseason, probably get a tackle, get a wide receiver. They'll be a lot stronger on offense. They have not been able to score in the red zone almost all year. So Bucker being able to come in and nail those kicks. And Bucker, by the way, last year, Worst, I know he's hurt for a little bit, but worst field goal percentage of his career. Uh, really struggled at times. This year, he's been absolute nails. I think he missed one or two kicks all year. Uh, and, and so both kickers came up big, except for obviously Moody missing the extra point, uh, which ultimately led to overtime. When Travis Kelsey goes to the Hall of Fame, I think in the highlight reel, they're going to show that catch he got that set up the tying field goal at the end of regulation. I, I know we have the Taylor Swift nonsense, I, put that aside. How good is Travis Kelsey all time now? Oh, I, you know, I I don't really like to compare him to Gronk because I think Gronk is such a phenomenal player. Yeah. Um, you know, all around. Um, but from a receiving standpoint, I don't think that there's a better player in league history uh, than Rob uh, than uh, than um, Travis Kelsey. Um, blocking, he's willing. I know that. He didn't play a lot of the game, and that was like part of the. He didn't play the whole game, which is one of the reasons he yelled at Andy Reid on the sideline uh, yesterday. Um, but no, I, I think he's. Yeah, I mean, it goes down three Super Bowl wins as a tight end. Uh, you know, all those set, you know six or seven straight one thousand yard seasons. Um, he really he did it with Alex Smith. He did it with Patrick Mahomes. He did it with Tyreek Hill. He did it without Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those careers where. You can't really write the history of the Kansas City Chiefs without without Travis Kelsey, and you know to to you know, think about the kind of guy he was at the beginning of his career. To say he was going to go out and win a Super Bowl one day um, was was speculative at best, um, but but a very uh, you know fun thing to see now uh, that we've actually seen it. We're here, Derek Eager. You talk about prop bets. I felt like, and I want to get your thoughts. We went to overtime. I still had no idea who the Super Bowl MVP was going to be. Did you feel that way? Right, because Purdy, I, I think it was Jawan Jennings was kind of like the leader in the clubhouse, yeah. probably going into the into the into uh, overtime. Because if the Niners would have won, Purdy would have had at most one touchdown pass. He wasn't particularly great. He didn't turn the ball over, which is good, but he wasn't particularly impressive. McCaffrey had a lot of yards and one touchdown, but like relative to his normal performance, I guess if he would have ripped off, you know, forty yards and another touchdown, then you're talking about. Uh, almost 200 total yards and two touchdowns on the day. Well, I guess some of those yards came in overtime too. But like, let's say 150 total yards and two touchdowns, he probably could have won it. Um, but it was always going to be Mahomes. I mean, unless like Valdez Scantling had like an 80-yard touchdown and he ended up with two, uh, that was probably going to be the one that the Chiefs got, you know, the side the Chiefs won. Or if you got like a Trent McDuffie pick six, right? McDuffie had such a phenomenal game yesterday but didn't have an interception probably kept him from winning MVP, even though I think if you looked at it from more of like a non-statistical, more 
granular sense, he probably was the, the Chiefs' second most valuable player behind the quarterback yesterday. Where did the 49ers go from here? Man, I don't know. That that's a you know, you and I are I probably I think similar age, right? Like yeah. and you when you want to go and you like think about like working out, right? And you're like, God, I'm gonna start I'm gonna run five miles, right? And it's like you get on there, you run three miles the first day. You're like, okay, just two more miles. And it's like, well that's actually not true. I gotta go out and run the first three miles again tomorrow and then run the next two at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I always thought about this with the Bills and and the Ravens and like and when you look at it from a Chiefs perspective, you have a ton of empathy because it's like, remember the, the 2019 Ravens were so good, and then they lose in the playoffs. They go play the Chiefs in week three in 2020, and Patrick throws for like five, four touchdowns to kill them. And I'm like, what do the Ravens do now the rest of the season? Like, they, they can't play the Dragons. They have 14 more games left. And are they supposed to sit on their hands? I think that the, the, the Bills dealt with that this year where they're messing around because it's like, it, it, nothing really matters to them until the postseason, but they got to play these 17 games first. And that's always the hard part when you're, you get so close, but can't win. It's you got to not only lace up for next year's playoffs, you got to get to the next year's playoffs first. And that that's, that's so hard. So I don't know. I mean, they have five players next year with a cap hit of over 20 million that aren't the quarterback. Brandon Ayuk is on a fifth-year deal. They probably have to either re-up him or live live life without him. Um, they're get, you know Trent Williams is getting older. The rest of the offensive line isn't all that great. Like this was a game that they this was their their best chance I think for a while. You look at their last three drafts. None of the first, they had, they don't have any first-round picks left over from last three drafts uh, that are still on the roster. So it, it's it's going to be really tough. That sounds like in the '90s with Michael Jordan. Where these other teams, the Knicks and Pacers and Heat and all these teams, the Magic, they're all built to try to beat Jordan. They couldn't get it. They couldn't finish him. Is that what Mahomes is? Is he turned into Michael Jordan now for the rest of the league? It feels like it, right? Like Carl Malone should be a bigger legend than he is uh, for uh, on court at least. Shaq, like Shaq is now, but like a lot of those guys back in the day, Grant Hill, like all you know, they're all less of legends because of Michael and like this Josh Allen's a legend. Jo- uh, Lamar Jackson's a legend, you know, Kyle Shanahan should be a legend. And yet they're all like going to have secondary hall of fame careers because of Mahomes. So yeah, it, it does feel a lot like Jordan um, because he's gobbled up a lot of the attention. And even when you think about this, the times that Patrick, so Patrick has three career playoff losses. Two of them are to Tom Brady who is the Jordan of his generation. So really, like, Mahomes has left the door open for one player in the NFL to beat him in the playoffs so far, and that's Joe Burrow. And Burrow didn't end up even winning a Super Bowl. So, like, he's really sucked the oxygen out of anybody else's, like, ability to be a legend in the NFL. That's why that Buccaneers win in the Super Bowl is the most shocking. Because this run's been, what, six straight years of Mahomes? He's only been destroyed once, and it was in that Super Bowl. I, and I get it. They talk about offensive line problems for that game. But I, th- I, that's the most shocking part to me, Eric, and I want your thoughts. Only one time you got embarrassed in a postseason game in this whole run. Well, and, and Mahomes is trailed by double digits in every single Super Bowl he's been in. I mean, that's yeah. the crazy part is is that is they – yeah, they, that was the one crazy one where – 
you know, the, the comeback never came, if you will, which I think we all expected it to, and it just never did. And it, uh, yeah, it's insane. Like how, how consistent he's been. I mean, imagine like there's only been, I think six playoff wins in NFL history. Well, I can't remember what the stat is, but like Mahomes has like more than half of the double digit comebacks uh, that are allowed to teams. And it's just like, yeah, he's just amazing. And, you know, they didn't even have their best stuff this season. They didn't have their best stuff last night. And to still come out with a victory, to me, uh, is an incredible feat for Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the whole Chiefs staff. And uh, I, I don't see it going away anytime soon. They're quite a young team, and and uh, I, I it just amounts to, like, staying, keeping from being bored. Dude, they're going to get by better wide receivers next year. Everyone knows it in the whole country. They're going to be better on offense. And that's what's like deflating for the other 31 teams. Before I let you go, and I appreciate coming on as always here with Eric Eager, Sumer Sports. What I saw last night, and then I think of the NFL draft. The Bears have to take a quarterback at number one. This is ridiculous. Don't give me this. We're going to trade down. We'll go take Marvin Harrison. No, get the quarterback right. I don't care about any other position. Get someone who can throw the ball in the pocket. Is that fair if I feel that way? Yep. The reason that, that the reason the Chiefs won, the Chiefs have three Super Bowl championships, and you can argue that none of the three years they were the best team in the NFL. The only reason they have the chances that they do is because they have a quarterback that can overcome I, kind of, you know, all all of those things. Because you could be like, oh, we have the best wide receiver in football. Okay. Who cares? That doesn't help. And and what's weird, and this it makes me very sad. Oh, we have the top running back. So what? That's not going to help you. That's what's so weird with all this, the whole thing. Um, what can we check out your coverage, buddy? For recap here on a Monday. Yeah, SumerSports.com. We're going to have a little some you know recaps on the website, content related. We're going to have some offseason content for free agency. Uh, and then we're going to be at the scouting combine myself and Thomas Mitroff. Nice. Uh, we'll be at Radio Radio Road there, uh, so we'll be able to take interviews and everything. Hey, I'll I'll do your show from the combine as well, Mark. And oh. We'll we'll, uh, we'll chop it up. I'll tell you what I'm hearing uh, on the ground at, at in Indianapolis. Is it fun to go to the combine? The combine is the best, and so the Super Bowl is cool, right? There's, there's nothing like uh, Mike uh, uh, Emmett Smith selling you tequila in the middle of Radio Row, but. <laughs> Uh, but the combine is the best event. The con- nowhere in the world are you ever going to sit next, sit at a bar next to Sean Payton and get to ask him why he didn't get the ball to Alvin Kamara and instead gave it to Mark Ingram, uh, in, in a, in a big spot. So, uh, no, the combine is the best football event. I, I would suggest that over going to the Super Bowl. His name's Eric Eager. My man, thanks for your help and have a great day. Thanks for having me. Take care.